year 1982. The 80s have officially begun at this point. There, there is no more, like, the 70s are over. It is all 80s all the fucking time now. And this is in a uh, year. It wasn't, it's not as apocalyptically bad as 81 was, but it's just this kind one's of mid through and through. Yeah, this one's a little mid. There's two, I think, certified classics on this list, and the rest is mid to bad. Um, but on the flip side, on the flip side, the actual non-Billboard music that came out this year was fucking insane. It this was goaded. It is so stacked, unbelievably fucking stacked with great music from basically every genre. Both Cole and I had to whittle down our best lists from a top 20. And there's still, I'm yeah. still not sure I made the right cuts here and there. It's a really I was, I was, I was genuinely driving home and I was like, oh man, I should have, maybe I should have put a Kate Bush song on there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. The fact that so many fucking bands that I love got cut is just, it's brutal. And we'll talk more about the ones that we had to, you know, get, get off our list. But first let's talk about the billboard top 10. Okay. So kicking things off at number 10 is hard to say. I'm sorry by the band Chicago. I, this is the worst song we have ever talked about, and it will probably be the worst song we talk about all 80s, unless there's another Chicago uh, this, song in the top 10. It, how fucking long did we have to deal with, like, arena dad rock shit throughout this goddamn fucking decade, dude? This well, is so bad. Okay, this was the 16th Chicago album. This is the We gotta, we gotta 16th, kill them. Yeah. Now, Chicago, I want to say... They started as a phenomenal fucking, like, jam rock band, basically. They have some classics, like Make Me Smile and uh, 25 or 6 to 4. Like, those are... What is it? Those are all fucking classics. But right around the late 70s, they switched hard into arena dad rock. And this is, like, sub-Ario Speedwagon shit. This is truly... Yeah. Some of the slowest, most cloying, fucking sickening music I have ever heard in my life. This did not. This did not bang. This, uh, no. This was some hot ass. Yeah, uh, I mean, Peter Cetera had a voice that was good for really driving like blue oyster culty kind of rock, but for these ballads, he sounds so just out of his depth. It sounds so shitty. God, man, this such a bad song i mean what else do we even say like it's saccharin uh, the lyrics are all terrible the music is like it's cheesy it sounds like some shit that would come on in like a fucking stadium yeah know? yeah it's Awful. god yeah Ass. i mean i i can't even think of like interesting or funny ways to describe this this is just one of the worst songs i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's just move on to number nine. Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. Um, I don't know this group really well. Um, I've heard I... some of their, their really well-remembered well radio singles, like, uh, fuck, Take the Money and Run, I think was... was... Yeah, that's an all right song. They're, they're fine. They're like... It's still kind of that, like, 70s Bob Seger, like, 
rock country kind of yeah, thing. Bluesy but, kind uh, of thing. Yeah, blues. Yeah, it's it's fine. I don't know. Abracadabra is uh, one of those songs that I listened to a bunch of times to get ready for this uh, for this episode, and I don't remember how it goes. I'm trying to... Okay, okay, yeah, I'm listening to it again now. It's got a kind of cool, like, driving guitar thing, but it just doesn't go anywhere, basically. They always... I've, I've listened... All the, like, biggest, like, poppy singles always just sounded like poor man's dire straits to me. yeah. And this also has some really bad uh, synth textures on it. Some really early 80s kind of farty synths that they should have been able to afford better than. Like, yeah, there's some there's some bad synths in this. There's some there's some bad drum machines in a lot of these bad synths. A lot of, a lot of fucking a lot of awful uh, awful early early computerized music shit in this. Yeah, it's it's not very good. Also, the hook is terrible. The hook on this song, like the abracadabra, it's it's so limp and lifeless. Like if you're gonna make fucking blues rock, you need to go all out. You know, you need to you need like, to start singing about uh, how you're gonna kill your woman with a sawed off. You can't this, just this be like really, limply doing this. I I know at some point like Billboard starts cooking the books a little bit for for. Uh, like for music to sort of keep the more uh, radio friendly pop acts on the top charts and keep like sort of experimental kind of like degenerate music off. Uh, But I don't think it happened yet. So people were just bumping this unironically like at this point. Yeah. It was the nineties when they were really cooking the books hard basically. Um, And then they're, they're still kind of doing it now in different ways, but yeah, this was just, everyone had this on their fucking mind. I guess it was just in heavy rotation at radio stations, and people loved this fucking single. So many people wanted to hear it. It's not a terrible, like, filler song. You know, if I was working on a radio, I would be like, all right, we'll just, we'll just throw this song in, you know. Yeah, it, it could work as, like, a, a backing track in a Scorsese movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, a nice Layla. Yeah. But overall, yeah, thumbs down to both uh, Abracadabra and Hard to Say I'm Sorry. Thumbs down Next to both. Up. And you agree? Yeah. Thumbs down on both? Yeah. Oh, yeah, thumbs down. Absolutely, dude. Number eight, um, Hurt So Good by John Cougar Mellencamp. So uh, I played drums for a couple years in middle school, and this was the song I played at one of my recitals. So I have a fondness for it uh hurts so good um my mom fucking loves this guy for what it's worth uh this is okay i actually like it's 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 all right yeah it's just it's it's just kind of like this whole album i've listened i've listened to the whole album all the way through and it's kind of just like like him trying to be elvis a little bit Uh, yeah it's got this kind of a little bit a little bit of bob seger a little bit of blues yeah, it's got kind of like a Born in the USA Springsteen thing going on. Like, you know, Springsteen in his arena rock period. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun. It's got that it's, kind it's of... It's charming. You know, there's more instrumentation here than there is, like, on, like, the Chicago records where there's just a shitload of, like, bad synth music and a bunch of, like, studio musicians phoning it in. And here it's like... 
He cooked a little bit. Yeah. It's got a very fun kind of jangly guitar riff at the beginning. Um, it's more fun to pretend this song is about S&M. It, it improves <laughs> the song a lot if you pretend this song's about BDSM. Yeah, um, I assume this song is about, like, dating a child or something. Like, every other, <laughs> like, folk rock song I, is, I don't is think it's at this time period. I don't think it's about anything in particular. They just joked, like, they had the idea, like, ha ha, what if it was hurt so good instead of hurt so bad? And then they made a song about it. Um, but it's funny to imagine the song's about getting, like, whipped by a dominatrix or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, it, it's, it's cute. It's, like, as far as this type of, uh, boomer radio stuff goes, I think it's, it's not bad at all. I'll give it a reluctant thumbs up. Yeah, that was, it was all right. Yeah. So, number seven, we got back-to-back -back Cougar here. Uh, number seven is Jack and Diane by John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, I kind of you... like this song. Okay, I'll let you cook since I don't really like this one. I, I kind of like this song just because it's, like, 10% more bombastic than like this than it should be. Because it's a, it's a very sappy, like, oh, you know, remember when you could get fucking, you know, remember when you could fuck a child kind of shit? And yeah. Usually those kind of songs are ass because they're they're you know fucking they're for boomers you know they're yeah. for, they're they're for boomers to reminisce to, but it's just got this cool cool instrumental break and like he, they they really they really play up the instrumentals uh, during the hooks, uh, fucking let the Bible Belt save my soul is a is a sick line even if it is just kind of lame, uh, I don't know I like it. I like I it, it's it's cheesy. It's cheesy and like objectively kind of a lame song, but it's it's lame in a charming way. Yeah, I mean, I said I just said a couple seconds ago I don't really like it, but I go back and forth a little bit. Like there's parts I really like. The big dropout near the end is very melodramatic in a charming way. Um uh I feel like the lyrics are really obnoxious. They're really bad. Yeah, it's like sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, the I, I, I'm going to give this song a very tentative thumbs up just because, and like literally this is what pushed me to thumbs up since I'm, I'm it's like an even five for me. Like there's, uh -huh. there's ideas in it that are very charming. Um, the kind of campfire vibe of it is very cute. Um, but the, the thing that pushed me to like it is the song was Jack and Diane. The Jack in this, I believe was supposed to be a black guy before the record yeah. label made him change it. It's it's actually it's it's pretty funny because the song, you know, comes across as a, a, a sappy like uh, I'm trying to remember that there was a band on like the the 1980 list that had like a song that was like just like remember when you could hit on high schoolers, what the <laughs> fuck. But so it it comes across exactly like that, but there is there is almost like an edge if you read into it where it's like this relationship went wrong for some some external factor. And then it's like, oh, it's, you know, because that was just illegal back then. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was an interracial relationship. And that, if that survived, that's, this song would have been really fucking bold to make this, like, big campfire sing-along about how it's illegal to have sex with someone from a different race. But it, um, no, I think it's all right. I think it's pretty middling, but uh, for that, I'm going to give it a very, very slight thumbs up. Like, thumbs tilted one degree up, basically. All right. 
I'll let I'll I'll let let I'll I'll take that, you know. Yeah. All right. Number six. Number six is Don't You Want Me by the Human League. This song is amazing. So called banger. It is incredible. It was one of the last cuts for my 81 list. It is a amazing fucking synth pop song. It's got this great lyrical conceit where the first ones, the first verse makes it sound like a uh, breakup song. And then the second verse reveals, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. This guy sucks so fucking much. But yeah. every musical idea in the song is pretty much perfect from the synth riffs, that melody that's endlessly catchy. That big sing-along chorus, uh, the like you know the big duet going on, God, it's like it's just a dozen phenomenal ideas executed perfectly. The Human League, it's really tragic. They're one of those bands that like really just kind of got fucked over by the fact that like new romantic stuff fell off really hard, and they couldn't make the switch to like doing like sort of a darker uh synth stuff like depeche mode like they it's 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 really sad because this album is phenomenal like if you've ever listened to it all the way through there's like it's like a zero skips Mm. yeah i mean this is just such a fucking impressive song i will admit uh i'm less fond of the album but the then again i only heard it once like two years ago so we'll see that still holds true but this song is just untouchable it's I mean, it's like the first song of the '80s for me, basically. And yeah, it's it's the first big synth pop hit. Uh, yeah, it's the first big like British new wave act, uh, and kind of the first like I mean, they weren't really one hit wonders, but for all they're like remembered as, they basically are. Like yeah, but if you're gonna have one hit, if you're gonna have one hit, this is a hit, hit to, to have. have. Yeah. It's goddamn, dude. This is a. It's just unbelievably fucking good. I I love every single bit about it. I even love that the singer, the male singer, does not have a great voice. So when he starts saying "We will both be sorry," it sounds like he's breaking a little bit. It's yeah. just. He also kind of looks like what Marilyn Manson looks like now, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, he's one of those new romantic guys who's like definitely a hundred percent straight. He just like he's got yeah. like the makeup on and the lipstick, I think, but he just. He, he, I think he got he's married. Giving to Tom the, Brady. I think he got married to the like the the other female act like in the. Yeah. Because it was it was like two women and him, and then he got. I think he no. was fucking one of them. He should have had made him his harem. He should have done. He that. He should have. Yeah, he should have been yeah. a swinger. That should actually. This song would be cool. sick if the song would be sick if it had a third verse from the side hoe. Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. That's the only way you could improve on this song. That's <laughs> that would be great. So yeah, don't you want me? Emphatic thumbs up. One of the best songs on the list for sure. If not Stone the best. Cold Banger. Yeah. All right. Speaking of fucking teenagers. Speaking <laughs> of that. Number five on this list is Centerfold by J- the Jay Giles Band. I think the song is like the unofficial anthem of Massachusetts. Like it, it and uh, the Dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston are like the national anthem and God bless America for Massachusetts. But <laughs> anyway, Centerfold is, 
I mean, just conceptually, it's one of the funniest songs ever invented. Like, the, the, the basic idea was like, damn, you know that girl you knew in middle school? What if you saw her pussy as an adult? Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just the whole fucking idea of the song. I they love this song, song so much. <laughs> this oh, is a psychopath song. I, I, I do not think this song is good, but I think I... There is something no, unreal about nothing, this fucking Nothing song. about it works. The fucking, like... What is that? Like a, it's like a violin or like a fiddle as like the main it's, guitar in it. It sounds like if an air raid siren could hit on 16-year-olds. <laughs> like, it's, it's objectively like it shouldn't, it shouldn't work, but then it just comes together this way where it's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just one of the most psychotic fucking songs ever made. It's... It's a hundred times more evil than even the most pedophilic Steely Dan songs. Because it's just about him saying, like, damn, I used to have a crush on this girl, and now she's po- putting her hole in Playboy magazine. And then it's just got that big na 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 It's like they came up with a hook, but they couldn't figure out, like, a like a fun song to make around it. So they were just like, dude, fucking jacking off. Yeah, I... My my friends and I from Richmond, Virginia are obsessed with this song. Uh, we like every time we hang out, we play it like five times in a row. <laughs> at one point, I think we uh we like all of us played it on our phones at the same time, but staggered like a second apart and just sat there. I think I heard it probably a half a dozen times when I was in Boston. <laughs> the okay the um. The thing I came up with, uh, if you're you're a fan of the old Bog Chaser account, you'll you'll remember this, but. Uh, I, I came up with the idea of centerfolding someone. And when you centerfold <laughs> someone, you wake them up at like three in the morning, like in the middle of the night. And you just shake them and you say, we need to go now. We need to go now. Just try- We need to go. I can't explain. Let's just go. You drag them over to your car. You get in the car and then you start driving in circles while listening to centerfold on repeat and see how long it takes for them to either snap or figure out what's going on. That is uh that is how you centerfold someone. I, I a friend of mine from Virginia said he was going to do that to his friend as a bachelor party prank, but then he got too drunk. <laughs> we should have done that. Fuck. We should have done that, but then got one of the Boston Uber drivers. Yeah. <laughs> one of the scary ass Boston Uber drivers. Boston Uber fucking... drivers that are like go like twice the speed limit and don't know how to merge. It's I, I had I had one uh, on the way back from from Gus's house that like he looked like James Cromwell, and <laughs> he just he would like he would like cuss out everyone in like Gaelic. It was it was the strangest <laughs> fucking experience. I'm like you gotta be saying some racist ass shit. <laughs> that is the least racist person in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude, it's so funny. Everyone in Boston, Boston is the only place where I've seen like people fucking cut off ambulances. Like it's, it's Oh yeah. No, I had I had a Dominican Uber driver over there who uh like it was one of those uh it was one of those like medical cop cars, you know? Yeah. Where it, yeah, like emergency service vehicles where it's like a it's like a Ford Explorer that has like ambulance shit on it. Uh, and he just like he just like cut that guy off and was driving in front of him for like two lights. I was like, bro, like you're going to get us pulled over. 
<laughs> and I still yeah, no. five-starred that shit because he got me there faster than expected. Yeah, yeah no, it's... Yeah, no, Satterfold, uh, phenomenal, or not phenomenal, but just, like, an important piece of American culture. Like, this song is not good, but I, I, I am a richer person for having this song in my life. Like, I, I wouldn't I trade this song I, like, for anything. It's it's sort of like it's sort of like Toto Africa to Redditors. Like Yeah. I love it. It's so bad. I think you know what? Fuck it. Thumbs up. Like Thumbs it's, up. It's, Enthusiastic it's ter- thumbs up. It's it's terrible, but goddamn dude, this this song's just it's changed my life. It's it's so great. Okay. Number four. Uh Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. If I was smarter, uh, this would be the theme song of the podcast, but um <laughs> fuck you should. Yeah, no. Um this song is ass. <laughs> it's Yeah. It is like the joint flop era of Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder put together. It is a unbearably cheesy and corny song. It's got that like kind of dopey feeling that all of uh you know paul's really bad songs has like it's written by a four-year-old for a three-year-old and it feels like they were just reading the like in this house refugees are welcome sign for like way too long like (laughs) it's so bad it's a flop era stevie wonder song in that it's the corniest thing ever written like the 80s happened and stevie wonder just stopped being cool he like he immediately went from being maybe the best musician alive to making I just called to say I love you. Like, it was like a f- switch flipped. It's unreal. And this is uh, this is not good. Like, it's... The harmonies that, are awful. Yeah. It, the, that, the chorus is, like, a little catchy, so I get why it caught on, but, like, oh, man, dude, this is some We Are The World shit. It is, and it doesn't even have the cool microphone catching. Yeah, what what's your dream, uh, Ebony and Ivory? Like, what's your dream? Like, if you had to get a white artist uh, and a black ooh. artist, I think, uh, I think for me it's uh, Morrissey. <laughs> Just two clones of Drake. Morris- <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey and Jay Electronica for me. Wow, God. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, let's fuck. Uh... Ebony, Ivory, fighting the. Z-O-G. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, no, this song is really bad. It's like that. It's even worse. Well, maybe if it's not worse, it's about as bad as the song on Thriller where Paul harmonizes with Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was a bad... That's that's a bad song. I, for, I completely forgot that he... He was even like boys with, uh, he, with Michael Jackson. It's the most anyone has ever wanted to be black. Paul McCartney in 1982 is the most a white guy has ever wanted to be black. It's yeah, unreal. He, felt, he was he was in his flop era for this one. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's terrible. I uh, uh, yeah, bad song, really cheesy. So yeah, thumbs down. Thumbs all the fucking way down, dude. Number three, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. This song is kind of like sugar, sugar to me. And that like, it feels wrong to be like, it feels wrong to give it a release date. Like it feels like 
If it feels like it should have been written around the same time as Puff the Magic Dragon or something. Yeah. There's a reason that this that the only reason anyone remembers this song is because like every other f- fucking football game uses it as the like what is it wasn't it like Monday night football would use it as the intro but they like changed the lyrics to like I love football or whatever. I don't know, but dude, this this song is you called it like '80s Imagine Dragons music, and I yeah. agree. It's a uh, it look. Joan Jett cor- though, a fucking smoke sh- smoke show. Yeah, um, honestly, still would, still would. Yeah, honestly, still looks great. She's yeah, um, she's aged very well. Yeah, goddamn. But uh, this song, I mean, the chorus is catchy. It, it doesn't do anything beyond that. It just repeats the phrase over and over again. The verses to this are really bad. They're yeah. non-existent. It's like you can you can tell that they had the hook and like the guitar and and the drums, and then they were like, ah, fuck. I guess we have to make words to this piece of shit. This is a song that a sixteen-year-old boomer would make. Like it, <laughs> it, it feels like the first song someone ever wrote. It doesn't do anything interesting it's like i don't know in some respects i i i kind of like admire it because it's like the platonic ideal of a butt rock song like drill if you drill butt rock down to its essence it's this song so there's something Mm -hmm. there i think but yeah it's it's not good it's 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 catchy it's an earworm but it's like it's not good good enough of a song on its own to yes ever like be worth giving any credit to because it's an earworm i'm tired of it by the time it's over and it's like two and a half minutes long yeah it's a 90 (laughs) second song and i'm like fuck please kill me it's i will say it is really good for changing the lyrics to about like fucking men like it's really really good to say like and that's how that's why that's why you can tell that they like that they the lyrics came last is because you could put anything to it yeah and it still works so stick another cock in my asshole baby like you can you can put any fucking type of gay sex stuff in the lyrics that you want to and it will work um so yeah i love rock and roll thumbs down thumbs all the way down into joan jett's pussy (laughs) yeah number two eye of the tiger by survivor this song sucks thumbs up yeah i i I don't hate it enough to, to, to spoil your fun with this one. Uh, you can tell. I, it's like it's one of those songs where it's like, yeah, this is going to be a hit. This is going to make a trillion dollars because yeah. uh, it's, it's well put together in like a shitty way where it's like, okay, they got like that, that building fucking drum roll. They've got the great guitar riff. Uh lyrics are completely non-existent and really don't matter to the but they they, the they hype you up a little they hype you up yeah. a little i, I will is, say this, I, is the, this is like the paragon of like not annoying arena rock the the uh when i was like nine years old this was my favorite song and i i, listened I believe to it that's, again. that's that's how i felt about like half the like stadium rock era queen and this is this is a lot like that this song it works so well if you're just walking around by yourself and you're listening to it. You're like, 
yeah, yeah, I'm the fucking man. I'm the king, baby. I know what's up. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's not a single thing about the song that I think, like, works really well. Mm-hmm. Like, the riff is kind of cool, but it's pretty dumb. Um, the lyrics, stupid as hell. The singer, don't know what he's doing. He's, like, halfway to a full setup. Did they ever do anything else? Uh, yes, I think they did another Rocky theme. Um, uh, I forget what the song was called. They probably uh, made, no, like, they... a trillion goddamn dollars off this song, off this fucking song. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Look at how many members they have had. Holy shit. Honestly, I'm really surprised that the Eye of the Tiger album wasn't their first album. Yeah, well, goddamn. I don't know, but yeah, this is a... This is one of those songs. This is one of those songs that, like, uh, you hear it and you know, like, this is going to be the biggest song ever written. Like, it's the type of song. I'm actually surprised it wasn't number one. Yeah. No, in fact, Although I don't it think it ever me hit. It's number one, like next year or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those songs that's like still famous for a reason, even if it's not that good. Yeah. I also do like how three separate Republican candidates have tried to use it, and they all get sued for using it. Like, holy shit! Which three? Newt so Gingrich, Trump, obviously. No, not Trump. Newt Gingrich, what? Mitt Romney, and Mike Huckabee. The song's not gay enough for Trump, dude. That's true, not- actually. Yeah, if he would, he would put like, what's like a, he would put actually, he would just put like Queen on there. Yeah, he would put like We Are the Champions because it's bisexual. Yeah, no. But Newt Gingrich, Mitt Romney, and Mike Huckabee are the ones that tried to use it. That's such um, a funny lineup. Damn. All got blown the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, it's also, they did not have the eye of the tiger. When, when this is over, when this is over, I'm going to read like the Wikipedia page for uh, Survivor. Because it looks like they've just had a revolving door of fucking musicians. And everyone is constantly getting fired and pulled back into the band and fired again. Being a member of Survivor in the year 2023, just one of the saddest fates I can imagine. <laughs> God. Like, let just, it go. Your concerts, your concerts are just one song. It's a five-minute concert. Yeah, no, and, like, the only people there are all in wheelchairs. Like, it's, it's only people in wheelchairs and, like, people who are too fat to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, they have the mobility scooter thing. Yeah. They have a mobility scooter, but it has, like, skulls on it. It's got, like, Punisher decals. It's, it's, got, it's got the black sun. Yeah. <laughs> on their fucking rascal scooter. Yeah, no. Uh, thumbs up. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah. It's a bad song, but, like, I don't know, man. There's something there. There's something fucking there. <laughs> okay. Number one. Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Uh, this this song, is my this favorite. song is too sexy. I put this song... I should have put this song on my top ten list. I, I think I should have because I have been obsessed with it for the past couple weeks. Like, you I, have. I think I was turned off by like the dumb video when I like from ever like seriously exploring it, but... This song kicks ass. It's amazing. Like, it's... 
it's fucking unreal good. Like, the whole composition is really amazing. Like, the guitar solo kicks ass. Uh, the chord progression's got some really cool moves in it. The uh, Olivia Newton-John, fucking fantastic singing on it. The lyrics are genuinely pretty hot. It's, I don't know, it's, it's a really, really good song. shockingly, shockingly sexual for 1982. Yeah, no. It's literally about wanting to get your back blown out. Like, it is not that much less dirty than, like, WAP or something. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I don't know. It's fantastic. It's like this we gotta, great we, bit We gotta of... resurrect Olivia Newton-John so we can run train. Yeah, I mean, it, it's this really, really... I don't know, man. It's just this really fucking catchy, uh, like... It's part of that 80s style of, you know, driving fucking synth pop that's got a lot of minor chords. And it's just phenomenal. Everything I've had to hear for fucking by Olivia Newton-John for this stuff has been great. Like, all the Xanadu stuff is fantastic. And it's this weird. Is fantastic. I, I'm actually surprised she didn't have more of a pop song career because she has, like, a couple dozen, like, very high up on the chart hits. But... I guess she yeah. just wanted to be an actor more. Like, did she, did she do music after the 80s? I don't think so. I don't know, but, like, goddamn, the people she was working with were giving her fucking heater after heater after heater. Yeah. I think this song oh, was I guess, phenomenal. I guess she put, she put a, uh, like, a couple albums. It's, it's, like, mostly, like, coffee shop, like, fucking, like, holiday jams. But uh, she did yeah. put out, like, legit-looking albums up until, like, 1998 or 1989i i need to check out the physical album and see if it's good like i need i need to check it out if it's one of those things where there's only like the one single or if there's actually other heaters on it because it's uh i can see her having heaters yeah no this is a really really great song it more than deserves yeah she actually just re-released the physical album as like a deluxe edition two years Her ghost ago. did fucking ghost yeah. did <laughs> I'm trying to look through the whole 82 list and see if there's uh, any fucking songs I like more than it on the list. Like, I'm scrolling through to see if there are any uh, songs that I think are better. And I don't think so, actually. Like, yeah, I'm looking through. The only one that comes close for me is uh, Let's Groove by Earth, Wind & Fire. The rest of it, and don't you want me, obviously, but I, I like Somebody's Baby. That one's good, but no, I think this is my favorite song of 1982 in terms of, like, Billboard hits. So, hmm. good good shit. I'm, I'm really surprised. It's a great shout song. Out, shout out to Olivia Newton-John. You are the yeah. fucking Barstool Smoke Show of the Week. Smoke Show of the Week, yeah. 